Every empire needs a leader to encourage, energize, and elevate them. We are Eskimos Empire, and this is the Eskimos Coaches Show with our leader, Jason Moss, brought to you by Jiffy Lube, where you can earn a $100 travel credit. JiffyLubeService.ca. Here's Morley Scott with Jason Moss on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. And good evening, everybody. We're in the middle of a short week for the Eskimos. Friday, they play at home to the Ottawa Red Blacks. Last Saturday, it was a game in Calgary. Another close game with the Stampeders that ended on the final play of the game when the ball fell to the ground in the end zone. 24-18, the Stampeders beat the Eskimos. News yesterday from the Eskimos. They made a trade. Kick returner Christian Jones, now an Eskimo, acquired from Saskatchewan for receiver Kenny Stafford. To talk about... All that, it's Eskimos head coach Jason Moss joining us tonight. Good evening, Jason. Yeah, good evening, Morley. Uh, well, first off, let's start with the trade and uh, the reason it was made. Obviously, the uh, injury to Martise Jackson plays a role in this as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Martise is going to be out for a while now. Um, obviously, we have a need there. Um, there's not too much, too much experience on our team other than Anthony Orange, um, you know, who's been a punt returner in our league. And so, you know, with that, we had a uh, surplus of talent at the receiver position. Uh, it's never easy to give up um, the starting wide receiver, but obviously with the guys we have behind Kenny, we felt comfortable making that deal, and obviously ultimately Brock felt comfortable. And uh, you know, to get a guy of Christian's caliber at return as a returner, that ultimately with the hopefully outcome of making our returns better. Tell me about Jones as a returner. What you see in him, both in person and when you've watched him on tape. Well, on tape, I mean, he's a north-south runner. I mean, he doesn't uh, dance around too much at all. I mean, when he hits, he hits the hole fast. Um, watching him in practice live, I mean, he's got about as quick of uh, a lateral step and get north as I've seen um, in live. And so, you know, I know that that's part of the way we scheme things, um, punt return wise and kick return wise. So I think we'll play that'll play well into our strengths. And so ultimately, with the fact that he's able to do that and give us that that uh, punch that we need, I think it'll be a good 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 deal. Uh, Martise Jackson in the last few games, I think it turned a bit of a corner, and the average had started to come up. But uh, it's it's been dubbed already the year of the return in the Canadian Football League. You guys had only one big play on returns. Uh, you and Montreal, the only teams that have returned touchdown. It's it's not been an area of the game where you've been able to use it to your advantage much this season. No, it hasn't, and I, I do agree with you. I mean, Martise was turning a corner. I think his, his returns were go- getting better and better. You know, we definitely didn't uh, do great against Calgary. I mean, they are known for having great uh, coverage units and great special teams in general, so they kept us in check. Um, you know, and ultimately they're just – Martise and, and Christian are just different returners. I mean, they're different types of returners. So, um, you know, this will be – it'll be interesting to see um, how the heat Christian fits into – the way we do things here and we'll play to his strengths which like i said is a north south type runner um but ultimately we need to improve in that that aspect of our of our team and we all understand that so that's on all of us that's not on just one guy that's definitely on the whole team um every player that plays and all the coaches that coach it so you know we'll be better and that's our goal how much do, does do special teams have to change in front of different returners who have a different style? Is there much change, or does the returner kind of have to fit with the way you guys are operating? 
Well, I think at times, I mean, you're, you're looking at the strength of your returner and, and trying to play into that. You know, there was different things we were trying to do with uh, Martise, you know, trying to get him comfortable um, with, with with things that we thought were, were his strengths. But um, obviously with Christian, it's going to be a little bit different there as well. Um, you know, you can scheme things. You can you can put in anything. You've got to be able to teach it and coach it and obviously play to your blocker strengths too so i think christian's one of those guys that sets up blocks extremely well watching him run you know he was a receiver in college so he kind of gets that when the ball's in his hands how to set people up and do different things and you can see it in his play and obviously you can see it when he's live uh, the transaction page will say it's a simple trade, one for one, Jones for Stafford. But when uh, the roster comes out for this week's game, it'll be more like a, a two for one trade because you'll get an opportunity to get one of your receivers who you've had on the sidelines into the game. You obviously made this trade from a position of strength because you have great depth at that spot. So you're going to get a chance to, to get some other guys in the lineup, obviously. Yeah, I mean, we have options there. That's the best part. I mean, I feel like, you know, between Stangby, Devaris, and Kevin Elliott, that's that's great depth in our league. They're all proven veterans. They all know how to play this game. You watch them all in practice. They're all different. That's also great. They're not the cookie cutter. They're all a little bit different. They all bring a little different strength to our team. And then obviously we had um, – uh, Ellingson out last week, and so that was a big loss for us. You know, so obviously Kevin did a great job filling in, but losing Greg is is big for us. We need to have Greg in the lineup, and obviously he'll be he'll hopefully get back in there, and then ultimately we'll be at full strength playing receiver again. All right, before we move on from the trade, just a word about uh, Kenny Stafford, a guy who's been around here and, and been an Eskimo for several years now and was having a real good season. Uh, talk about him and and how tough it is to lose a good guy like that. Yeah, no, it's very tough. I mean, I, I, you know, Kenny was here in 2015 and left the next year, you know, due to free agency and getting a big bump and pay and all that stuff and then obviously we got him back a couple years later and since he's been back I mean he's been a a very good receiver for us I mean solid he's smart he's a great route runner he understands the game he's been durable um, and patient because when he came back he was on the practice roster but when he got his opportunity last year he did made the most of it started 17 straight games we could have played him in the 18th game but we sat him to see kevin and all that he had had a little bit of a bum ankle but uh you know he's been definitely um hitting his stride and this year he came into camp had a great camp won a job uh obviously with devaris's injury um that made it a little bit easier to win that job but nonetheless he's the one that we picked and went with and he's done a tremendous he had done a tremendous job for us i mean uh, like i said he can line up anywhere he played two positions for us over the first seven games seamless transitions every time he went in i have nothing but respect for kenny and and the type of player he is and the person he is and it's a it is we are going to miss him i you know I, I do miss kenny um as a person as a player but again because we believe in our other guys we were able to make this and feel like it's still going to be a positive thing for our organization you mentioned him being patient kevin elliott's been pretty patient as well uh, waiting to get in he got in had a pretty decent game uh, talk about his performance in calgary yeah, I mean, he's definitely, you know, filled in admirably. I mean, he did his job and, you know, made some big catches, particularly down the stretch. And, um, you know, it was a great, great in blocking. Um, you know, he definitely brings a different edge to our to our game that we don't have necessarily. So, you know, he, he brings it every play. Um, and I do... Um, Love the fact that he was patient and a great teammate and ready. You know, when Greg went down midweek, we didn't miss a beat. 
and that's awesome because we our receivers when you're when you're on the practice roster we tell them you don't know which guy's ahead of you is going to go down so you have to be ready to play every position and our offense is not easy to learn so for the fact that he you know was able to go in there and play why he'd been playing a couple different positions through training camp and uh first parts of this season and now all of a sudden Greg goes down he goes in and doesn't miss a beat so you know he had a tremendous game for us and obviously you know the way this week turns out we'll see but uh, I know if we play with Kevin we're, we're more than uh, capable of winning every game. I mentioned in the opening that it was a last play game for the Eskimos and Stampeders on Saturday. You had the opportunity but couldn't squeeze the ball in the end zone. I think that's the third straight game the Eskimos have played the Stampeders where it's come down to the last play of the game to decide uh, who wins it. I guess that just shows you how competitive and how close these two teams are. Yeah, I mean, I, I've said it before. I mean, I think they're, they've been the best organization in this league for 10 years. But I feel like we match up and we play them extremely tough every time you play them. Um, it seems like we have more success at home than on the road against them. That's obvious. But I think the games on the road that we've played them the last couple of times have been very competitive. Um, you know, we just haven't closed the deal or sealed the deal against them. And that's kudos to them. I mean, they, they're a great organization for a reason. But I don't feel like we're very far off of that either. Um, you know, we're, we haven't gotten to the great cups they have gotten to the last three years, but I think we've been a darn good team and very competitive against them. So, you know, sometimes it is about matchups, but either way, we enjoy playing them. It was a great battle. We'll be better team because of it. And ultimately that's what you got to take from it. Is there, is there a fine line to being almost good enough to beat them and, and, and then you still lose to them and you think, well, maybe we played pretty well. I guess you're in a situation where you feel that you left some on the field, in, well, in, I'll in, say especially this. yesterday. Or especially the, moment we, the moment we play our best game and lose to them, I'll, I'll be pissed off more than I am right now. I know this. The last two times we've gone down there, we've the previous and the Labor Day, we, we turned the ball over three straight drives and lost in the last play. Um, and that was after three big plays. And then, you know, this game, you know, it comes down to what it did, and I can look at the rest of the game and say we didn't play our absolute best against them. So, you know, ultimately, you know, I feel like we do match up well, and we just got to make it happen um, the next time we play them. But right now our focus is on Ottawa. So, you know, that, like I said, the biggest message I got to our guys was, hey, you lose, you got to learn from it. The biggest travesty and a loss is not learning anything. So, you know, I felt like we corrected, corrected some things, we got better, and ultimately we're out to prove it this week. What's the big thing you want to take out of that game and get better at going into the Ottawa game? Well, obviously, learning from the penalties we took, that'll be first and foremost. Um, again, I stated today in my media scrum, you know, there's some that I agree with that I understand, and there's others that I don't. So we're going to get some clarification from the league of how they're calling some things and why they're calling some things. Um, you know, we're an aggressive team, and I don't mind the aggressive-type penalties. You know, Bonds penalty, you know, throwing a returner down. It's not like he suplexed them and picked them up over his head like that is a penalty. He literally wrapped them around him and took him down violently because he's a 330-pound man and the guy's 170 pounds. So there's going to look violent. You know, there's little things like that. But ultimately, it's execution and details. Um, you know, looking at um, the way our offense played, there's times where, you know, we, we could be better. And, and just the way we route run, the way we do things, and those are the biggest things we corrected this week. And it's already translated watching us practice today. You know, we're a different team on offense because of it. Um, 
you know, and, and th- that's the big thing. What do I do with our defense? Our defense played hard. They they ran around. They they did some really good things. They contested. I think every single ball that was thrown. You know, special teams. There's some things to clean up, and that's a lot of it's doing your job and understanding it better. And ultimately, that led to a, a couple of the mistakes where guys kind of not understanding. You know, being game planned a little bit, and you know, still doing your job would have would have corrected it. So, you know, technique work absolutely needs to get a little bit better, cleaned up some things. But again, you learn some of those things because of the uh, guys taking advantage of you. And you know, so ultimately, we, there are some lessons to be learned, and hopefully, we learned them. I think uh, it was you or Trevor this morning. I think it was you who used the word atrocious talking about the first half for the offense. Uh, the second half was was real good. I mean, you had over 300 yards, I believe, in the in the second half. How do you get that consistency uh, from first half to second half? And then get, I guess the next step would be to take that from game to game. Well, I mean, I think I'm the one who said we were atrocious, but... Nonetheless, I mean, the first half we had seven or nine punts. I don't know what it was. I think we punted the ball nine straight times and didn't have very many long drives. I mean, we had two, two or four two and outs, which we've we lead we're first or second in the league in the least amount of two and outs. So, but that was a lot of that was being in second and twenty, being second and eighteen, being second and fifteen, being second and thirteen, and so on. I mean, that was a, four of our first seven drives were that way, and that was holding penalties or um, procedure penalties so we couldn't get out of our own way and that's what led to our to me in my opinion to our demise in the first half or our inability to stay on the field and our offense is about that it's about staying on the field against people you know we generally lead lead in time of possession we lead in the amount of plays we run and we wear teams down when you're you have the inability to stay on the field because of penalties or because of lack of execution that's hard it's hard to deal with um you know, and so, you know, it's it's details, though, like I talked about. You know, there it wasn't only penalties. It was a first, second, and medium. There's a way of running the route that we wanted it done, that we coached it, and we didn't get it executed. And, you know, I know Trevor learned a big lesson from that route as well and how to read it better, and he will, he'll do it great the next time. But uh, ultimately, the second half, we settled down. We, we, we stayed on the field. We, we didn't take as many penalties. We felt better about the plan in the second half and ultimately executed it. But, uh, you know, it's, there's a fine line between executing and not executing, and, and we were definitely not on that line in the first half. You're listening to the Eskimos Coaches Show with Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. My name is Morley Scott coming up to 747 on a Tuesday evening. We'll take a break. Be back with more after this. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Moss and Morley. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube, where you can earn a $100 travel credit. JiffyLubeService.ca on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. 8 o'clock on Friday night, the Eskimos and the Ottawa Red Blacks in the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. Our coverage begins here on 630 Chad at 6 o'clock with the countdown to kickoff. It is tackle hunger night for pure, uh, pure later, so don't forget to take something non-perishable or a cash donation to uh, donate to tackle hunger night it's also roman reigns night the wwe superstar and former eskimo returns and uh, he'll be uh, holding a meet and greet he'll also take part in the coin toss as well of course he was known as joe Inouye when uh, he played for the eskimos in 2008 uh we're back with jason moss on the coaches show jason do you remember joe I do, actually. Um, I know it was a long time ago, but I do remember him. I'm particularly after looking at his pictures and everything that he's in, I do remember the guy when he's here. Don't remember much, but I do remember him being here. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny how a guy can, can go on to become such a huge personality in that world, isn't it, from, from where he was with the Eskimos? Yeah, absolutely. I think the CFL is a couple of those guys. <laughs> 
Yeah, for sure. There's uh, the world of professional wrestling and uh, professional football seem to uh, to mingle quite a bit. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the Red Blacks a little bit. Uh, first off, how different is your team going to look on Friday night? You've got some guys ready to come off the the six game injury list, some pretty important guys too, and, and especially Don Unamba and Anthony Orange on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, no, those two guys coming back are huge pluses for us. I think the guys that that came in and replaced them did a phenomenal job. Brian Walker, I mean, I can't say enough great things about him, how he played, and Taekwon playing all over the place and playing special teams the way he played. Um, Definitely those guys filled the void and did a tremendous job. You know, our defense is number one in the league, and a lot of it's due to those guys' play as well. So, you know, but anytime you can get Don and Anthony back, I mean, I I, I like to think that our level is going to even go up even better um but i'll say this we're a much deeper team now over the last seven weeks because of the way the other guys have played so you know obviously we welcome those guys back with open arms uh we haven't seen much of don unamba i mean he played what uh, a handful of plays in the first preseason game and then the first half but man what an impactful about 35 minutes worth of football he's played for your team including that preseason stint yeah, he's he's a tremendous football player. I mean, he's just a smart guy. He understands the game. Just watching him play, every movement he makes is with purpose, and um, he gets football. Um, you know, he, he's just one of those guys. I, I just call him football players, and you don't need to know anything more than that. You get, you get called a football player, that means something, and it's special. And he has that special quality about the way he plays, and he's always going to be around the ball because of it. So he hustles. He does a lot of great things. So excited, very excited to get him back. All right, let's talk about the Red Blacks. Uh, what kind of read do you have on them? They've kind of been two teams this year uh, uh, with their starting quarterback and without him. Uh, they've had a couple of streaks, one going in the right way, one going the wrong way. What's your take on the Red Blacks? Yeah, I mean, obviously – um, when Dom's been in there, they, they've they've won games and they, they've they've played some of the best teams in the league and beat them. So uh, and they've won games on the road. I think they're one of two teams, Calgary being the other, over the last three years as a winning record on the road. I mean, I think the overall record in the league is like 44% winning percentage, and they're they're over that. So. Um, you know that that's that, that that tells you what kind of organization they are, how well they're coached, and all that stuff. So, you know whether they're quarterbacks in or not, you know they're still a dangerous football team. They've got great special teams, great defense. Their offense is dangerous. I mean, we 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 face it, we know it. Um, so we got to be prepared to play 60 minutes of football to beat them. Uh, you talked about special teams. Uh, their their returner, uh, Deadman, one of the players of the week this week. What a performance he had uh, in their game last week. Two kick down, kickoff returns uh, for touchdowns. How much more special attention, because y- you know how good a guy is, but how much more special attention does a guy get when he has a great game like that the week before he sees you guys? Well, I think everybody is a little more in tune to who he is, I mean, at the end of the day, and I think everybody wants to go out and perform at a high level. I mean, we all know special teams it's a third of our football game um you know and it's one of those things where momentum builds off a of special team so more so than it does on offense or defense so you know w- when you're facing a great returner i think our our coverage units get a little juiced up and they want to stop them and so i think it's great motivation for us to to limit his returnability and uh, limit their their team in general because field position's a big deal in our league and anytime you're flipping the field or changing field position you know that helps you they have a punter that 
has the best average in the league as well. So they're capable of flipping the field at any moment, and that's scary when you play a team. All right, Jason, appreciate your time as always tonight. Uh, We'll be back to Monday night next week on the Coaches Show. Thanks, Jason. Have a good week, and uh, we'll talk to you later. No problem, Marley. Thank you. All right. That is uh, Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. That's the coach's show uh, for this week. Just a reminder, Eskimos and the Ottawa Red Blacks will go at it on Friday on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. Don't forget those great ticket deals that the Eskimos have now, $22 for those general admission tickets. And, uh, hey, you want to meet Roman Reigns? Well, you can do that at the football game. Uh, head to the Eskimos website to get all the details on their uh, their ticket deals and on the Roman Reigns meet and greet as the former Eskimo comes back as a WWE superstar. Uh, Kids get in free as well. You can't beat that. Should be some good football as well. Man, the CFL's had some entertaining games uh, the last week or so. All the games last week going down to the final minute, the final play in a couple of cases. Uh, Bring something for the food bank as well. It's pure letter tackle hunger night at the football game as well. Bring a non-perishable food donation or Cash money will do as well. Eskimos and the Red Blacks coming up Friday night on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. Our coverage here begins at 6 o'clock. My name is Morley Scott, everybody. That's the Coach's Show for Jiffy Lube. Thanks very much for tuning in. Have a great night.